you're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Huddle Up Podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcasts. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, today it became real. There's no dismissing it. There's no worrying about it anymore. Faux show, Russell Wilson is a Bronco. The introductory press conference, we'll go through some of our takeaways and things we gleaned, but... What was kind of your gut reaction to the Broncos saying, hey, this is for real. Here's Russ. I think they're getting the same quarterback uh, that you saw in Seattle. And I mean by that, not just his play on the field, but what he says off the field, how he carries himself uh, to the public. He says all the right things. And I saw a quote on Twitter, and I agree with what it said, that he's the perfect job candidate interviewee because he always says what you want to hear. He knows how to appeal to different types of people, different types of questions. So I thought it was Russell Wilson, the vintage version of him in that press conference. There's going to be a lot of what else is he going to say, uh, you know, comebacks to what he said, but it was very uplifting. And um, it struck me as a lot of Peyton Manning vibes because they've introduced a lot of quarterbacks the last five, six years from the Case Keenums to the Flaccos, yada, yada, yada. The, it, it, of course, it felt different this time with number three, Russell Wilson being up there with George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett. By the way, Hackett's energy every single time, man, leaves me with goosebumps on my arms. I love it. It's infectious. But seeing Russell Wilson up there wearing Broncos orange, holding up his jersey, it's still surreal to me. And, and seeing it play out like that, I definitely uh, thought of Payton in 2012. Man, 
There's so much to cover. We don't quite have the transcripts yet. Wait a minute, I just got a ding. Well, here's the press release, but I don't have the quotes yet. So um, the Broncos are very kind. Their PR department helps us out a lot. Uh, Diamond Rattler with a very early super chat. Boom, let's ride. I love that. That was one of the things that Russell said, and thank you for the super, my friend, uh, that kind of gave me goosebumps a little bit. And as a veteran of being a Bronco fan and a veteran of this media game, it's hard to get the uh, the goosebumps flowing for this guy. But when he said, and Broncos country, this, he, he stood up there, gave his introductory kind of statement, then opened it up to questions. And at the end of his statement, he said, and Broncos country, let's ride. And then he said it again at the very, very end, which I loved seeing. But what actually got me going the most, Zach, was what he said about the AFC West, which is, hey, man, I'll, I'll, I can provide the direct quote here in a moment. But he said, basically, look, I thrive on and, and relish competition. I don't fear anything. Looking forward to it. So that had to be something heard way out a little bit farther to the east in Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. And he, def- he definitely aced the first test because so many Broncos players or whatever on Twitter, they say Broncos Nation, and they get called out in uh, quick order. So he nailed the Broncos country aspect. And yeah, he's challenging the entire West. And being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, being a nine-time Pro Bowler, being a future Hall of Famer, who does he have to fear? You can argue he's now, and I'm just saying this loosely and playfully, the best quarterback in the AFC West. You can make the argument. Not saying it's necessarily true, but I think definitively he's the second best. And he's going to go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. You, they, Chargers and Raiders can have fun competing for third and fourth in the West. The Broncos are competing for first. And I just love the message that he sent. Like, I've been around the game. I'm 33 now. I want to play till I'm 40, and I want to win Super Bowls. So it lead me to believe. I left the press conference thinking to myself, the Broncos will be playing meaningful football, not just in January, but deep into January. It's exciting, and again, it's happening. It's happening, baby, just like prom night. I still love that one, dude. I think that one's got that's got to linger for me anyway. Sam Bam, thank you for the early super, my dog. So excited, he says, that the Broncos are going to be back to winning ways. That's going to happen. Oi, boy, 90, the chaos man himself. Josh, rocking his uh, – I'm trying to see what it says on, the, on your uh, – what do you call that? Oh, what the biker dudes wear them, dude. The cuts. Oh, man, I'm forgetting what it's called. Anyway, but then he's rocking the football priest hat. Appreciate you, my dog. He says, good evening, priest. I'm stoked to see Russ come in with a mindset on winning and winning often. Nice. You quoted him. Not going to lie, though, the AFC West is stacked. Our division games are going to be hard fought and entertaining. I can't wait. Yes, indeed. And Josh, love you, bro. Thank you. He says, uh, when it comes to the AFC West, I want to play against the best. I don't fear anything, so I'm looking forward to it. And then as Zach mentioned, how long is Russ going to play for? How long do the Broncos get this cat? Well, here's exactly what he said. My goal is to play 10 or 12 more years and hopefully win three to four Super Bowls. That's the plan. That's my mindset. That's why I came here. Close quote. So, Zach, Russell Wilson, not messing around. I thought it was really cool how he kind of worked the room from the podium which is interesting to me to watch. I'm kind of a people watcher, and this cat made sure to name Court, made sure to name Tim Patrick, made sure to name KJ, multiple people, and just going around. You could tell this, a pro's pro, a savvy PR guy, 
This is a guy who is no stranger to being having the lights and the camera and everything on him at all times. And what's even better than that, though, is he's no stranger to performing at his best in those situations. And man, we won't know till it comes out in the wash, but I have very, very little doubt next to no doubt that the Broncos with Russell Wilson in the in the uh, fold are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and I like what he told Mike Kliss after the press conference that he's organizing already a uh, a pass camp with his receivers. So he, the Russell Wilson and, like you mentioned, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, not KJ because he's not quite healed yet from that knee injury. Um, and some of the other players on the roster are going to get together with their new quarterback. And it seems like there's an adult in charge. Not, no offense to Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco. Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch. See where I'm going with this? There wasn't the real understood, the true franchise, bona fide elite quarterback in the building. There is now, and he's taking charge. And I just, it's a foreign um, aspect for me, Chad. I, I don't know how to treat it because I've never experienced this before during my time with the Broncos, having a real quarterback leading the way. It's, uh, it's exciting. It is exciting. And all I can t- give you by way of advice is just believe it, man. Just lean into it because Russell Wilson is the truth. And if you doubt it, 33 years old, been in the league 10 years. All right. Eight of those 10 years as with him as a starting quarterback, the Seahawks were in the playoffs, two Super Bowl berths back to back, almost one back to back Super Bowls. Um, the brainstorm. What's good. Thank you for that. Super. My friend sad about Vaughn. What did he get? Zach six years, hundred or uh, 120 million. Was it a six-year deal? Yeah. It's probably has some dummy years on it. I'd be shocked yeah, if he yeah, plays sure. the full six years. It's probably uh, a two-year deal, right? Probably, but he has, I think, 45 fully guaranteed at signing. 54 guaranteed overall. Now, real quick on that, the Broncos got Randy Gregory and DJ Jones, by the way, for a combined $48 million guaranteed. So two for the price of Vaughn. See what I did there? Yes, indeed. And you say you don't math well. But happy to start a new chapter. What else should the Broncos do to get ready for the season? Ask the brainstorm. Well, Kareem Jackson, he's chilling out there. According to uh, him, this is what he told NFL Network, according to, and this is something great, Keith Cummings grabbed this for us at milehighhuddle.com. Go read the article. He's been talking to the Broncos about the possibility of re-signing, coming back, what I would assume, Zach, on another kind of, one-year team-friendly deal, and then you've got the back end as far as the safeties solidified. you got your linebackers solid. you got two starters now, Josie and Baron Browning, and a uh, Jonas Griffith who's proven to be a very handy third guy into the fray linebacker. You went and got your edge rusher in Randy Gregory to complement Bradley Chubb, and then your depth guys, Jonathan Cooper, Malik Reed, good to go. Zach, uh, DJ Jones in the middle. Look out for something's going to change for Mike Purcell. When that happens exactly, I can't tell you, but I don't think he's long for the Broncos. What's missing from this defense? Zach, I got to tell you, slot corner. Yeah, I mean, you can argue quarterback as a whole. I think Caden Stearns at safety is ready to step up there. So I'm not the biggest Kareem Jackson fan, so I'd rather give the snaps to Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, slot corner. I would like to have Bryce Callahan back, but he's such an injury risk. You can't count on him. But when he's on the field, he's terrific. The one guy, though, that you penciled in as a starter, I don't necessarily agree with. That's Josie Jewell. He didn't sign a multi-year deal. He didn't sign a, a, a guarantee-heavy contract. It doesn't lock him into a roster spot, let alone a starting spot. I think the Broncos can do better. And right after his presser, Russell Wilson tweeted at Bobby Wagner, saying, I can't wait. The best is yet to come for him. 
you know, where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe he can bring Bobby Wagner aboard on a one-year deal, prove it deal, and let's go load up to win a Super Bowl because F the cap space, right? Uh, we're to the Rams. I think inside linebacker, they still can do a little better there, slot corner. Uh, and in terms of Purcell and DJ, I think DJ is more of a replacement for Shelby Harris than he is a uh, replacement for Mike Purcell. But I, I love to see what they can do uh, overall. And I think the, the biggest winner from the first three days of free agency, it wasn't necessarily a, any player. It was a, a zero Evero, considering what he landed. Randy Gregory, DJ Jones in the middle, brought back Josie Jewell. That is going to be a feisty active unit. I can't wait to see what they can do. Speaking of feisty, man, Mike Fisher was our friend who covers the Cowboys. He's like the Mike Kliss of Dallas. He was fired up, pissed off about what happened with Randy Gregory. We'll get into that here in a few more minutes, but let's grab Casey Nickel real quick. Thank you for that very generous super, my my friend. He says, I got my Wilson jerseys ordered today. I noticed plural there. Multiple Russell Wilson jerseys. Can't wait. Let's ride. You know what's cool about Russell Wilson? I don't, you know... I haven't watched enough of his press conferences, and thank you, Claude. He says, yes, it gave me goosebumps, the presser, to know whether or not let's ride is kind of par for the course, common verbiage that Russ uses. But if you think back to the Peyton Manning era in Denver, when the playoffs would begin, what was the social media messaging that the Broncos got out? Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, big old memes and everything that said, let's uh, time to ride, time to ride. And Russell Wilson's act, being such a meticulous researcher and uh, preparer and all that, hearkening back to the last true salad days in the Mile High City. This is how starved we are for a true quarterback, though. We're dissecting his mottos from previous years and trying to apply it uh, to this year. It's just exciting to have Russell Wilson. And I see a uh, T-shirt idea with the let's ride and the E's being threes. Yeah, baby. Yes, yes, this is this is good stuff. Uh, George Fox wants to know our opinion on Vaughn to the Bills. I think they overpaid, but I'm glad he got paid. Yeah, they overpaid. Uh, I mean, twenty million at age thirty three season, right? He's entering age thirty three season. So, um, you know, I knew he was going to get unless he opted if the Broncos and he were to work out some kind of team friendly come back to us. Let's go win one type thing. Um, I knew he was going to get 16 to 20 million a year. That's what Vaughn Miller's worth still to this day. Now, if he would have gone into the playoffs with the Rams and laid an egg and they win a Super Bowl, but he didn't really factor into it all that much, maybe not quite that much that he would get. But the money doesn't surprise me, Zach. The locale surprises me a little bit that Vaughn, who is from Texas, right, uh, has spent his entire pro career now in the West, Denver, L.A., He's going to literally go to the opposite coast. He's going to go to Buffalo, upstate New York. That's going to be a tad inconvenient for his uh, burgeoning young family, I would guess, unless he brings him with him this time. I, I don't know if he's, he's probably going to have to at some point, right? But, Zach, how much guaranteed? $45 million guaranteed for Vaughn? I mean, that's enough money gain, even after Uncle Sam takes its share. For Vaughn's kid and Vaughn's kid's kids, maybe to never have to worry about paying the bills ever. So good for Vaughn. Go get it, dude. And it's a it's a it's a contender, Zach. So be happy for Vaughn. Just hope that we don't have to really see him uh in the AFC too much. 
I think I read he's the first defensive player, maybe even the first player overall, to land two $100-plus million contracts in his career. And uh, I don't fault him for signing the piece of paper that guarantees him $45 million upon laying his John Hancock down, Chad. Uh, I also don't fault Buffalo too much that much either because they're in win-now mode. They're in Super Bowl or bust mode, they, and they were so close. You can argue the defense was the reason they didn't get there. Josh Allen had the game, the playoff game of his life, and the defense led them down against the Chiefs. Von Miller won't let that happen. But to his motivation, he just won his second ring. I don't think it's about that anymore for him. It's also his last chance to cash out and really get the bag at 33 years old. I don't fault him. I don't fault Buffalo. I want to see how the deal is structured before I say they overpaid. That's always the tail of the tape. It's probably, like you said, a two-year deal that could be voided out and it'll be uh, pay as you go after that. I'm happy for Von, and it makes the Broncos challenge in the AFC that much more difficult. Yeah. Once the Broncos landed, Gregory, we knew Vaughn was off the table. And so you move on emotionally. And I think most Bronco fans, even those that maybe had their hopes up of a return, moved on from Vaughn in terms of, you know, we're always going to love and appreciate Vaughn. He's a legendary, one of the greatest all-time Broncos. Um, but, you know, he's he's not going to be a Bronco until he retires. And then he ends up in the ring of fame before the Hall of Fame. My uh, Mile High Mike Zach, who always gets in the chat early, and I like to reward those who do get in the chat early, has a question. How much cap space do we have after all of our signings? Well, according to Over the Cap, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. Let me bring it back. My bad. The Denver Broncos, Zach, have just north of $13 million in team cap space. But let me draw your attention to something a little bit interesting here, Zach, as Russell Wilson's contract now officially hits the books. This cat's cap number is only 24 million. When I say only, I mean relative to what quarterbacks of his caliber are bringing home right now. I mean Case Keenum Zach got 18 from the Broncos per year. 18 million bucks. Peyton Manning, whoop, when he signed uh 5 years, 96 million dollars. 24 million dollar cap number. Now, that'll change eventually. The Broncos are going to extend Russell Wilson, but Makes you realize, like, hey, the Broncos gave up a little something, something. Obviously, it was a king's ransom to get him here. But that's one of the small silver lining tender mercies here is at least for 2022, Russell Wilson doesn't come in with this albatross of a contract that completely shuts down the Broncos' ability to recruit help and talent, as evidenced by DJ Jones, as evidenced by Randy Gregory, which we probably need to get to here soon. It's all if you pull that back up, it's all relative though. Uh, with the safety getting uh, 18, I think is his cap number, and Garrett Bowles being a, a cap number of 21 million. Yeah, I mean, it's all relative. Russell Wilson's only three million more than Garrett Bowles. I think that's a good number, and I guarantee you that number will be decreased in the coming months when they restructure Russell Wilson and, and spread out the money and lower that hit even more. The most impressive thing right there as you scroll is the Randy Gregory contract, how the Broncos structured it. It's basically a two-year deal. He's, his guarantees run out after 2023, and it's, look at that cap number for year one. Only $6 bucks for your new prized edge rusher. I just If, if you're not impressed with George Payton, I don't know what you're watching, what you're doing. The man is the man. I have some serious doubts, as I said on Twitter today, about Randy Gregory, um, both from an off-the-field perspective, from a health perspective, from a character perspective. It's not clear how much of his former run-ins, Zach, and struggles to honor the NFL's 
substance abuse policy, how much of that is really in his rearview mirror. Then you come to a state like Colorado that, you know, the things that he tends to like to uh, enjoy recreationally or maybe not so recreationally, maybe beyond recreationally, is legal. So I worry a little bit about it. But the deal on the surface, as you just laid out, the Broncos protected themselves quite well against that. Uh, Travis, appreciate you, bro. Just had to say, I'm sorry for getting upset on Monday. Just had a rough day altogether. Nothing personal. Still love the show. We love you too, dude. And Zach, what did I say when we got off and we're like, I was like, what was that about? I said, I bet you he just had a bad day. Something's going on. Knew it. Because T twice, dude, you're a legend. Mark from Georgia. Whoa, dude. Thank you, big dog. Seriously, love you. Appreciate you. He says, what's up, my guys? I don't fear anything. Well, the AFC West better fear these Bronco. Um, so y'all better get your Wilson jersey while supplies last. Just wanted to say much love to the football priest and MHH football. Love you, bro. Give our best to Penny and the fam. Hope everybody's doing okay. And thank you so much, big dog. I love that though, right? I don't fear anything. I love that. Let me just say about Randy Gregory real quick. You know, I, I fully acknowledge his medical history being part of his baggage. That's legit for sure. He, he's missed too many games, never played a full regular season. That's something to keep an eye on. In terms of his background or character issues, it was weed. And the NFL doesn't care about weed anymore. They're not even testing for that anymore. And as someone who's, I'm not claiming to be a Cowboys insider or was, but I covered the last couple of years of his journey, of his career, he's a changed man. He treated his anxiety with, with marijuana. It was medicinal, not recreational. And I think he's worked past that. He's gotten to a point in his life where he doesn't rely on that crutch. And uh, if he can play on the field, that's all that matters. And what he did last year when he was on the field is super impressive. The Broncos were dead last in the NFL in forced fumbles last year with six. Six in a Vic Fangio defense. Randy Gregory forced three on his own in, I think, 12 games, 12 starts. The guy, I, I campaigned for him, Chad, in the pods leading up to free agency. I said that's one edge rusher the Broncos could look at because he screams off the edge. He brings some of that dog back to the Denver defense, the dog that was missing, according to Akeem Tlaib. They haven't had that since the Def Wu years with Derek Wolf. He's going to bring that back. This is the guy that literally laid out Mac Jones and then went to the sideline, ripping his helm off, helmet off in celebration and going crazy. That's what they've lacked under Vic Fangio. And that's what Giro Evero wanted to bring to the Broncos defense. And he got the perfect guy to set that foundation. I think it's a great sign. I hope you're right. I really do. I hope you're right. From a talent perspective, I don't doubt Randy Gregory. He's um, would have been a first round pick if he doesn't bomb the uh, P test at the combine. He was going to be a first round pick, probably a top 15 pick ends up still going in the second round. Talent is off the charts. I don't, I don't question that. It's everything between the years. Does he have his mind right? Does he have his uh, spiritual constitution right? Is he on the straight and narrow? If he's on the straight and narrow, Broncos, because of that talent, stand to gain in a big, bad way. Leroy's saying, yeah, uh, I was told, fans told me that I was a hater because I made the comment that Vaughn wasn't coming back to the Broncos. Hey, I'm happy for him. We are too. And Leroy, thanks for being with us, big dog. Um, all right, Zach, let's cover a couple things here. Well, let's grab Sam Bam. And then there, I want to, people have been asking about the Randy Gregory Broncos defecting from Dallas kind of it's rare in the legal tampering age where a free agent agrees to terms and that news breaks and the team confirms and then backs out and signs with someone else does a Josh McDaniels doesn't happen often in fact Zach I can't even remember the last time it happened but 
Um, it happened with Randy Gregory, and we want to cover and explain to you why. Sam Bam, thank you again, bro. How do you guys see the tight end depth chart playing out, and do you think the tight ends will be utilized more for blocking or for pass catching in Hackett's scheme? I think a little bit of both there, my friend, but you're intimating about the Eric Tomlinson signing. So, Zach, you had this. I've got the press release if we need to kind of microwave any of the deets on him, but explain to people this tight end, former Baltimore Raven, the, uh, the Broncos signed. Well, the thing about Gregory, um, it, it doesn't happen that often. And when it did happen, when he changed his mind so suddenly at the 11th and a half hour, it brought me back. Some of y'all may know my previous life with the New York Jets. Uh, a cornerback by the name of Antoine Winfield, who is in the Jets facility about to sign the papers, and his wife's convinced him because he got a call from Minnesota. Gets on a plane, the Jets never see him again. He ends up a Viking. It sort of reminded me of real quick. Tomlinson um, is basically Eric Saubert 2.0. He's a blocker. I think he has like 13 catches in his career, and he's played for like seven teams. He's a blocking tight end. That's his role. The Broncos also have Andrew Beck to play that fullback tight end role. They're not done adding there. Doesn't mean they're going to go out and spend uh, ludicrous money on a tight end. I saw someone mention, uh, who was it, uh, Austin Hooper as a recommendation. No, I, I wouldn't want to put the money there that would require Hooper services. I'm good with Albert O. I think they're going to address that spot through the draft. So right now it's Albert and it's Eric Tomlinson. Saubert's a free agent. I think they're going to add one more guy, and that guy will be a rookie. Yes, indeed. But the tight end does factor in big time in this offense. And if it's based on the Shanahan version of the West Coast, they're used often as edge setters, all right, sealing the edge. But also in the passing game, I mean, Shannon Sharp, hello. So, yeah, dude, it's going to be really fun, Sam Bam, to see exactly what Hackett's vision is. But something to keep in mind, we don't know how much of this was due to the player or the schemes, but Russell Wilson has never really uh, buttered his bread by targeting the tight end. He likes to throw outside the numbers. He likes to throw it deep. Jimmy Graham came. Had There were some splash moments. Don't get me wrong. It's not like Jimmy Graham was completely wasted in Seattle, but um wasn't maximized in the same way just because, I don't know. I don't know exactly why. Russell Wilson predilection, scheme-oriented, I don't know, but the Broncos now have, hey, you got someone who can block. You got a great guy as far as catching the ball. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. And if the Broncos want a veteran tight end that they want to save a little money, I think they can get Gerald Everett on a one or two year deal. Uh, former Seahawks tight end pass catching guy. I think he'd make a nice one, two combination with Alberto obviously knows Russell Wilson. It's one name to keep an eye on, but I still think they're going to address that uh, next month. Yeah, this is interesting. And by the way, Isaiah, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Um, the whole thing about Russ tweeting at Bobby Wagner, that's interesting, man, because he's still hanging out there. It's interesting. Edward Keating, appreciate you, bro. I'm so excited for the season. Wilson will win us at least two Super Bowls. You heard it here first. Actually, we heard it from Russ first, but he wants three or four. I guess he didn't guarantee anything, right? I got my Wilson jersey on the way. Dope. Can't wait till April 20th to come on the show. Yes, indeed. We're looking forward to that, my friend. Can't wait. Can't wait. And you know what? Hey, there's two jerseys uh, in, hanging in the balance right now for the winners of the Facebook raffle and the Super Chat Superstar raffle at the end of the month. We'll go through some of those numbers, let everybody know where things stand. And Zach, I have very little doubt that whoever ends up winning those raffles, their Broncos jersey of choice, I don't really doubt what it's going to be. 
Uh, T twice happy with our additions thus far. Peyton's going to lead us back to, uh, to two Super Bowls or back to Super Bowls. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jess, it's Wilson, Sutton, and Simmons team. Let's ride. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Throw in uh, up and coming Patrick Sertan, young leader on the team. It's going to be really cool, man, to see how this thing coalesces. But Zach, I was a little bit surprised how upset people in Dallas media were about that whole Randy Gregory thing. Like literally, visibly angry. And apparently, here's the irony of this whole thing, all right? According to Mike Fisher, who had in his possession of CowboysSI.com, who had Zach in his possession, copies of Randy Gregory's pre, uh, prior contract before he became a free agent with the Cowboys and copies of the offer the Cowboys submitted to him. Remember, what we're told is there was a section in the in the um, contract the Cowboys offered, this new big contract, that uh, basically stipulated that if you get fined or basically if you get in any trouble with the league or off the field, voids, it voids your, the guarantees in your contract. Voids meaning that it's not that you still won't be entitled to whatever monies are in your contract, but the guaranteed portion of it, we're no longer guaranteed anything. And Mike Fisher reported, Zach, and showed proof on his YouTube channel, that same clause, which the agent claims is what caused them to say, no, we're going to take the Bronco deal was in his every previous contract that he had signed with the Dallas Cowboys. What do you make of that? I just love what he told him when he said he's signing with Denver. He had two words. Can't say it on camera, but it starts with an F and ends with a Y or it ends with a U, depending on how you're looking at it. So that's you really, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. He said F you. So uh, that's, that's Randy Gregory, man. You're going to, I promise you Broncos country. You're going to learn to love the guy. He's a guy that you love. If he's playing on your team, you hate him. If he's not, I think the Cowboys media, not that I really care anymore. Um, they're mad because it makes them look bad because they reported or some of them did the agreement between Dallas and Gregory and it makes the team look bad. Obviously the Cowboys are having a awful, awful, awful off season. They traded Amari Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson. They're just, they've taken a steep downturn. And the Randy Gregory thing was like the Elvis Doomerville fax yeah. machine, just playing out on a grander scale. And it's just egg on your face. And you never want that for your organization. And even Fisher, he made no bones about it. Uh, Steven Jones, whose brief it is to get these things done, it's his responsibility. He failed. He came up short because what happened here is, as you mentioned, the Cowboys have had a very lackluster offseason thus far. Um, the Bronx, they, I mean, they could have re-signed Randy Gregory at any moment during the offseason. They could have come to terms. They weren't obligated to wait until the legal tampering period. It was their own free agent, all right? But it didn't happen. Um, the Broncos came at Randy's camp hard with an offer, and it was pretty strident, very aggressive. Randy was going to take that deal. And then at the 11th hours when the Cowboys, according to Fisher, jumped in and said, no, 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 we'll match. And Randy said, cool. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. I'll stay. Yeah, cool. I'd rather stay at home with the Cowboys because the Cowboys in their defense, okay, they went through a lot of pain and long suffering 
dealing with this dude's drama from the time he was drafted. Go read my article on it yesterday about the Broncos trolling the Cowboys after the after the deal. Uh, but the the Cowboys, you know, they were long suffering, patient. They stood behind him. They took the fiery darts of all the criticism, and uh, so he said, "Yeah, I'll stay." And then, of course, what we already covered. There's they find this clause in the contract. Nah. Uh, F you, I'm going to sign with the Broncos. Um, they had their chance is what I'm getting at. They waited, Zach, until, you know, this thing was done. And by that point, who knows? Maybe they just used that little clause in the contract as an excuse because maybe he didn't feel the love from Dallas. Even though they'd been through so much with him, maybe he just wasn't feeling the love and he's feeling it from the Broncos. And something else no one's talking about, to your point, uh, the Cowboys – not only chose to keep Demarcus Lawrence uh, around at his uh, at his exorbitant salary, they actually r- ripped up his deal, gave him three years, thirty million, fully guaranteed. So, from Randy Gregory's point of view, you're going to keep Demarcus Lawrence, whose produ- production and abilities I think have fallen off. And Randy had a great year last year. You're going to keep him over me, and you're going to try to mess around with the contract. F that. I have other offers out there. The Broncos want me, and that's why I think Randy's going to keep his nose clean, literally and figuratively, in Denver because this is the first team that's actually committed to him long term, committed to him financially, monetarily, set him up, and showed that trust and confidence in him. And I think he's going to reward the team with his best efforts it's it's going to be a signing that if you don't like now trust me guys you will love it come september i hope so dude i really do wayne reeves been a fan and thank you for that super sticker my friend he says i've been a fan of mhh yo yo rocking rocking the beanie i mean you, you tell me zach are my eyes i can't quite yeah he's, he says it in the comment you guys are the best out there at keeping us informed. Pump for our team, and I love my new beanie. I need. I guess I just need to read the freaking comment first, right? Hashtag state of being in South Bend. That's rad, dude. Thank you, Wayne. Really appreciate you reaching out like that. And thank you for uh, patronizing the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Lana, good to see you. Or no, Lena. Lena. Lena, great to see you. Um, you guys want to see the uh, troll that the Broncos did? Uh, the brainstorm saying, ah, surprise. Thank you for that super chat, bro. Let me find it real quick in case you guys missed it. Here is what the Broncos – I don't know. I mean, it's a troll, I think. They they could have been uh, a little bit more take the high road if they wanted to because this was a controversial situation. But here's basically – this is from uh, Ari Mirov from My Sports Update took care of this for us. But the official Cowboys Twitter account tweeted this 15 minutes ago. This was yesterday. Or was it yesterday? Day before? No, it was yesterday. Uh, Randy Gregory from the Cowboys official account is staying in Dallas. The DE has agreed to terms on a new five-year contract with the Cowboys. Read more here. And then, you know, not long after the Broncos tweeted a gif that has uh, Stephen Colbert on it. Surprise. So yes, indeed. The the Broncos uh, got to kind of dance on the grave a little bit here because Cowboys, their offseason has been dead. Yeah, I think it's a, just a great tweet, and the Broncos' uh, social team does always does a good job with stuff like that. And just like uh, when they first uh, traded for Wilson, they couldn't announce it, they couldn't reference him by name until today, until the new the new league year started. But the tweet they put out was Wilson from uh, Castaway. Mm-hmm. Almost forgot the movie, so I just I love Wilson. It. I actually just watched that the other day. 
it's uh, my kids had never seen it. We watched it. It's quite harrowing if you've never seen it before. My my kids were enthralled. A little bit slow start for them, but once he gets into that airplane, yo, they were locked in. Andrew Baker, appreciate you, bro. Man, I feel like a kid waiting for Christmas, but we made it through the last six years. We can make it through the next six months, even though we're spoiled, as Scott mentions. I don't care. We back, baby. Sorry, Scott. LOL. MHH for life. Well, you know, good things come to those who wait. And Bronco fans have suffered long, six years, unprecedented, unprecedented streak, Zach, of depredations for this team. The fans have never not been used to that. I mean, even during the Elway era, you know, you had one or two down years, like under Wade Phillips, two years that were mm-hmm, so-so. A couple of the Reeves years weren't so hot. Shanahan under Elway, it was playoffs every year. But, you know, five straight years. Five and and on the heels of winning the Super Bowl and all that, so I'm just so happy for Broncos country. And today, Zach proved that you can believe it 100. There's no if ands or buts. There's no weird thing could happen at the 11th hour to maybe throw this off. What if something? I mean, the whole Randy Gregory thing was kind of unsettling for people. They're thinking, wait, if it could happen there, what could it happen with Russ? That's all in the rearview now. Russell Wilson is officially. A Bronco and a Scott says being spoiled as a fan. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's been a long six years. It's, it wasn't just the quarterbacks of the head coaches. It's the losses in Broncos country, Pat Boland, Demarius Thomas, just to name two of them. It's, mm-hmm. it's really been a bleak period and it yeah. seems like the light is finally shining again. That's why it's so, um, I'm, I'm so hopeful right now about the Broncos. Uh, I really think they're going to be competing really, really deep into January. Floyd little too. RIP. Uh, Tyler Randall back in the house. What's good, bro? It's great to see you. He says, I'm finally back to where I can contribute after a long, rough road. Yikes, bro. Hope you're doing okay. Sounds like things are better, whatever you've been going through, so that's good to hear. I'm watching the Wilson Presser, and I'm that much more enthused and excited about what's going to happen in Broncos country. Yes, indeed, big dog. Hey, welcome back. It's great to see you. And if you're not in a position to throw down super chats on the streams, it's all good, dude. Just show up and contribute to the conversation. You know, that's all we can ask. It's great to see you, Tyler. Whoa. Kate Duchess. Throwing down. You grab this one, Zach. Uh, Michaela, 4999 Super, thank you so much. You are the Duchess for a reason. You claim your title every single podcast. Uh, always, thank you so much. Uh, how do you guys rate the Gregory signing? A, B, C, D, F, would you guys rather have Miller? I want a Chandler Jones. And real quick segue, Chad, now Vegas has Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, okay? L.A. has Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. George, get Russell Wilson and upgrade at right tackle. Let's not play around anymore. That has to be the next big move because you have to have that counterpunch. Quick aside, so I wanted Chandler Jones. It didn't work out. He got a a huge contract as well. I know we're going to differ, Chad. I think you'll give the signing probably like a C plus or a B minus or something like that. I I think it's an A minus. I understand the risk involved with his injuries, but when he's healthy, he is a game changer. I keep talking all the time, pod after pod after pod. The Broncos never had that game-changing play. Either sack, fumble, interception, they did nothing to alter the outcome, alter the final score. Randy Gregory is a player that alters the final score. If you keep him healthy, he's motivated now, he's going to – Live up to that contract. $6 million salary cap hit for your premier edge rusher. I really like it a lot. Yeah, I have uh, misgivings. I don't hate the move. I definitely don't hate the move. If I were to grade it, I think it's a little bit more fair to grade a free agent deal than it is to say grade a draft class in the immediate aftermath because free agents actually have some sort of an NFL 
track record that you can go off of in terms of projection. And so with Randy Gregory, I would say for me, it's like B minus. If he ends up staying on the straight and narrow, then it's an A. I mean, the dude is talented. I mean, he's and he's younger than Chandler Jones. It's a great move in so many ways. I just hope that as you know, Zach's been cover, covered the Cowboys for what was it, three years, last three years. So he knows a thing or two. And you should probably listen to him on this in terms of is his past issues, is it really in the past? That's my only doubt. But I'll I'll give it uh probably better than you think. I'll give it like a B minus. Um, Zach on the top and Michaela, love you. Can't wait to have you on the show. Um, thank you so much. On uh, the topic of right tackles, you're right, man. That AFC West just continues to be fraught with edge rushers. Uh, here's I'm just looking at right tackles. We can pull up, I guess. I can actually click left tackles, too. I forgot on this site. So here's all the tackles. All right. Uh, still UFA, Teron Armstead. That's probably richer than the Broncos want to spend right now. Dwayne Brown, that's Russ's boy. Russell Wilson campaigned. Pounded the table, Zach, for the Seahawks to get Dwayne Brown to protect his blind side. And when he was healthy, he was very good still, even at an advanced age. I mean, Dwayne Brown's 37 years old. Uh, Brian Bulaga is uh, a free agent. Trent Brown's out there. All right. Eric Fisher's out there. Uh, Riley Reef is out there. Billy Turner is still out there. Remember Billy? I don't know if I would pin my hopes on Billy Turner, though. He's. I don't know. I, I think he's more of a guard than a tackle, personally. But Marcus Cannon recently hit the market. Anyone from this list in particular that now that we've you know got the entire uh, legal tampering period behind us and we're now day one technically a free agency that maybe looks a little bit better to you? No, nah, this list is trash. I mean, maybe German Effetti, uh, because he played with Russell Wilson in Seattle, could be an option. Where Peyton missed, I will say, is Morgan Moses. I think he signed three years, $15 million. So $5 million bucks for a starting right tackle with upside. I would have liked that signing. My guy is Lyle Collins. And the problem now is, because the Broncos stole Gregory from Dallas, is Dallas going to turn around and trade Collins to the Broncos? They might be petty enough to hold out. I thought they were going to re- release him. I thought they would by now. Maybe they're they have some trade offers in the works. But if I'm the Broncos, I'm making a hard play for Lyle Collins. Failing that, Dennis Kelly's still right there. I think that's going to be the guy. Um, Marcus Cannon is someone that if I don't know, I'd rather have like a Bobby Massey more than a Marcus Cannon. It really isn't a lot that I would choose from Trent Brown. Maybe, but is he washed? Is he going to be healthy? I don't know. Here's the guys who played the most percentage of snaps for their team last year: uh, Questenberry at the top. Dwayne Brown, guys, don't sleep on Dwayne Brown coming in. But here's the problem: he's a he's a career left tackle. So, do you feel confident to in being able to move Bolsey to the right side, or similarly Brown on the right side? Because they're both. I mean, Bowles first of all has one year. As long as Bowles has been a Bronco, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So five years. He's only got one additional year beyond that, really, of football experience at Utah. So this dude has not like been playing footy ball since he was eight years old, right? Like he came to it very late. So I don't know how much I'd want to trust trying to move Bolsey, but Dwayne Brown, Zach, he's still out there. Played 97, we'll just call it 98% of his team snaps last year. Daryl Williams played 98%. Um, Let's see. Nate Solder played 84% for the Giants. I I don't really like Nate Solder. I've always thought he's quite a bit overrated. 
Eric Fisher is a little bit interesting, but again, left tackle guy. Never seen him play the right side. Um, Didn't he blow out his Achilles too in Kansas City? He did in Kansas uh, Yes, but he played for the Colts last year and actually provided okay. solid production for him. Um, was available for the most part. Massey, though, Zach, look, 73%. He's still there. Just look, you brought back Calvin Anderson to shore up depth. Surely you're not going into 2022 under any kind of expectation that this guy's your starter. Go get Bobby Massey and then live to fight in the draft. And at least you have proven veteran at 33 years old, you know, that you can count on. And if he goes down, Calvin, and if Calvin sucks, that's, hey, rookie, whoever you draft, it's time for you to step up. I mean, Russell Wilson, Zach, his competency is going to take a lot of pressure off the tackles, first off. But as you mentioned, man, AFC West pass rushers now are ridiculous. T twice says, I know it's early, but you guys have a, an idea of what game you're having the meet and greet this coming season. Um, we won't know for sure on that, bro, until this actual schedule comes out. We know who the opponents are, but we don't know the order yet of the schedule, and that's going to factor into which weeks, week or weeks we opt to bring everyone in and do a meet and greet. So we'll keep you apprised as soon as we know. I want to put just a bow on the right tackle conversation. If Here's my thinking. If the Broncos don't make a move uh, before the draft at right tackle, that would lead me to believe that they're going to use a premium pick. Maybe their first pick, they have 64 on the right tackle. There is no way they can go into the season trying to win a championship, trading for Russell Wilson, going for broke, and having Calvin Anderson start for you at right tackle or Bobby Massey. You've got to do better than that, or else it won't matter who's back there. The opponents in the West have made those first blows. The Broncos have to haymaker them right back. Indeed, and it might be the draft, Travis. And David Wilder, shout out to you, my friend. Um, Naj, good to see you, big dog. He says, hey, bros, I love the press conference. Lots to be excited about. Vaughn, $120 million? Wow. Good for him. That's what I said. I was like, really? Well, good for him. Thanks for all you do, brothers. Go Broncos. Thank you, Naj. Really. Thank you, buddy. We need to get you on the show. We need to get you on the show. Um, yeah, Vaughn, good for you, dude. Renardo with another super. Renardo came in Monday night. So this is uh, really good to see, man. Appreciate that consistency. We'll keep an eye out for any topics you have, maybe, or questions in the chat. Thanks, Renardo. Nathan, uh, thank you, buddy. Doesn't Randy's yeah. agent live in Denver, Zach? Peter Schaefer, yeah, that's what made a, a nice little connection there. But it was mostly just the fact that he was higher on the Broncos' uh, target board than uh, Von Miller was, or maybe even a Chandler Jones was. Randy, again, when he's healthy and when he's not suspended, he is a hell of a pass rusher, and he's going to make a difference in Denver from day one. From your lips to the ears of the football gods. All right, let me see what else uh, is on everybody's mind in the chat. We're at 44 minutes, so we're going to start winding down here shortly. Alex Homan jumping in. Thank you, buddy. He says, I must say I'm almost more excited for DJ Jones than Randy Gregory, a great run defender for the last half decade, statistically at least. Yeah, I mean, you have every right to be. Uh, it's a lot less flashy, sexy position, right, stuff in the run. But DJ Jones is a – Tier one run stuffer. That's his calling card. And he can, you know, get after the quarterback a little, but it's not his calling card. He one and a half gap run stuffing just and penetrates. He can get in the backfield and and just he's an impact guy. Do you want to pay nose tackles? And even Zach, if it ends up being as you might as as you uh suspect, a replacement for Shelby Harris, 
I mean, Shelby ended up leading the Broncos in sacks last year. Believe it or not, Shelby Harris finished the season as the team's sack leader with, was it seven? I think seven sacks, but you paid him 11 million bucks, I believe is the APY average of what he got. Jones is maybe going to give you two or three sacks. You're bringing him in to stop the run. Is it worth 10 million bucks? I think if you, Zach, have the confidence that it's really going to give you that edge and allow the linebackers to you know swarm and do their thing, then yeah, you pay that price. And that's how George Payton viewed it, obviously, or else he wouldn't have given him the money. But DJ Jones, guys, a coup. Little guy in terms of height, right? Six foot, but 325, I think. You know, I mean, he's like short, stout relative to, you know, prototypical NFL trench guys. I think that says more about the Broncos defense than Shelby Harris if he's the leading stacker with seven. So For sure. Um, DJ, I, I believe he led the, the league uh, in stuffs last year among defensive linemen. He's just a more active player than I think Shelby was, especially after Shelby got paid. Huge fan of Shelby. He got his big deal, and he wasn't the same player at all. He was wholly upgradable, and uh, the Broncos chose to upgrade fairly quickly after the Russell Wilson trade. I like what DJ can bring. You know, we all talk about sacks and turnovers. That's great, but the Broncos, a little-known fact, if you watch them, they were getting gashed over and over and over, up the gut, on the ground, against opponents. The rushing defense was wholly susceptible at times, and DJ should put an end to that. He's a massive Band-Aid, and like you mentioned, he's going to help the inside linebackers, outside linebackers, everyone. And Draymond, by the way, on the other side of the line, um, make more plays. I like the signing a lot. $10 million with $20 million guaranteed. A little pricey, just a little bit, but that's, that's the cost of doing business when you want to sign a defender in the NFL. Yes, indeed. Uh, Nathan says, does this mean that Dallas throws the Brinks truck at Bobby Wagner? Well, according to, to uh, Mike Fisher, they've been talking with Bobby Wagner. Wouldn't surprise me. But, Zach, you probably have better insight on that, being that uh, you had your finger on the pulse of that team for a few, couple of years. <laughs> I've completely checked that on the Cowboys. But, um I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what he's seeking, Bobby Wagner. Does he want another ring, or does he want money? Does he want to cash out like Vaughn? Now, after sitting, seeing some of these linebacker contracts, I think Bobby knows he's not going to have to settle for a prove-it deal, which might eliminate the Broncos from his contention. Dallas would be smart. I mean, they're pinning their hopes on Micah Parsons repeating as a monster, which he can do, and Demarcus Lawrence coming back to life, which I don't think. They lost Randy Gregory. I think Bobby Wagner would be a nice addition for Dallas to kind of offset some of the losses and inspire confidence back in the Cowboys fan base. But as we've known and as we talked about, Steven and Jerry Jones do very weird things. So we'll see how that shakes out. By the way, shout out to GLP. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, Chad Beach wants to know, if Denver does decide to sign one more free agent, do you see it being an offensive tackle or a slot corner? Because we need to shore up both positions before the season. Whether it's free agency draft or both, thanks for the, sh for the show and info, Priest. You got it, buddy, and thank you for the stars. Um, if they only signed one more free agent, I'm guessing it's going to be a tackle. But because they do have a Sangbassi and, you know, you could maybe go out too and throw a, a little one-year contract back to uh, Kareem Jackson, not really to play slot per se, but he can. You know, he spent almost the first 10 years of the entirety of his first 10 years nearly as a corner, both outside and slot before moving to safety. He's just a good utility guy. And neither Zach or myself, we've kind of fallen uh, out of, of love, if you will, with Kareem 
after his first year. He was a big-time impact difference maker year one with the Broncos in 2019. But each successive season after that, he's kind of faded more and more. But if you can get him for a relative song, I would love to have him back there just because of everything he can offer you, Zach. But what do you think on his question? OT, corner, one more free agent. What do you think it would be? I don't know the slot cornerback market. I know Bryce Callahan's out there. I don't know if uh, Casey Hayward's still out there. Chris Harris Jr. is out there. I don't think the Broncos are going to go for a reunion. These might be two positions they use premium picks on in the draft, but they got to do something. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing back like Massey and Callahan on short prove-it deals and still using premium picks at those spots because you can never have too many. Uh, but they got to, uh, especially the offensive line, I think that's far and away now the biggest need because it goes from having a player like Garrett Bowles and players like Quinn Miners that you can depend on to having Calvin Anderson at right tackle. I mean, you're going to, I don't know, it's like getting a Ferrari and only having three wheels on it. Braxton says the best part of the presser was hearing, I want three to four more Super Bowls coming in with confidence. Yeah, dude, you got to love it. You got to love it. You got to speak it into existence. And Russell Wilson knows all about that kind of thing. Here's the corner market for what it's worth. Casey Hayward is still out there, but he's more of a boundary guy, you know, for what it's worth. Um, let's see here. Um, looking for nickel guys here. Chris Harris, Dante Jackson's been more of a boundary guy, but he can play slot. Um, what happened to Sidney Jones being the next great thing? I know he was drafted injured, but he never really matured. This is current because he resigned with the Seahawks. And, uh, Char- Did he? Charvarius Ward landed with uh, someone. Tampa Bay, I think. That's that's weird. Over the caps, usually money on this stuff. But um, – I'm just taking one last look here. They got Callahan ranked that low. Wow. Well, what's, I mean, it, what's it ranked on, though? Last year, APY? Yeah, he made seven, so it's... I don't know. Anyway, slot is still a priority. Uh, Roy, in here for one reason, one reason only, and that's to win. Gotta love it, dude. That's what I'm saying. A lot of goosebump moments from Russell's Hello Presser. And uh, Sam Bam says, time to go fill out my bracket. One of my favorite days of the year. Have a good evening, everyone. Go Broncos. Hey, good luck, buddy. Good luck, my friend. Uh, Corey H., thank you. Appreciate you, Corey. Everything he says feels better. We're back to the top of the news cycle again, back where we belong. I told everyone here in the Detroit area that I am officially back to being a nonstop, aggravating, cocky Broncos fan. Heck yeah, dude. Happy for you. Happy for you, happy for everyone in Broncos country because Russell Wilson is the real deal. It's going to be so fun, guys. And, you know, to hear him say that, like we had heard him say in other like little press things at the Super Bowl, he mentioned he wants to play another 10 or 12 years or whatever. But as a Bronco, when specifically asked how long do you envision yourself playing here, he throws out 10 to 12 years and I want to win three or four more. Made in the shade, guys. Made in the shade. George Payton, his legend right now in the NFL, like he came out of, I shouldn't say out of the blue. He had a nice resume and reputation. Uh, He was coveted when he actually really made himself available as a GM candidate. But like two two off seasons into this dude's uh, tenure, he is like making waves, Zach. Like he's throwing his weight around, lubing the deals, making the draft picks that win the Broncos awards in terms of like the best class, like 
made the hard decision that had to be made to fire Vic Fangio, hired a, at least on the surface. We'll see how it comes out in the wash. But Nathaniel Hackett, an energizing, uh, passionate, very smart, offensive-minded young coach to now pair with – and then he gets his quarterback. Dude, just blockbuster. George Payton has been – blockbuster and it goes back to i think last week zach we were talking about this and michaela love you she's i'm so unsure about our free agent signings thus far hopefully it pays out i'll come back to that but as we talked about last week last great thing john elway did for bronco fans on the way out the door was hire george payton to replace him i just love it it's not even been a year after payton said uh, i want to get the broncos back to relevancy and he did that with the gusto i just the way he finesses teams, the way he cuts deals, and what's really noteworthy is that nothing leaks out of the Broncos' front office. No one knew they were so deep into negotiations with Russell Wilson's camp and the trade was blossoming even at the combine. They pulled it off right after the Rodgers news came out. I just love the way Peyton operates, and he did get the Broncos back into contention, back into relevancy, and it's going to pay off, I think, with at least one ring. Phil McLaughlin, good to see you, bro. Eric Weber, yes, we read the uh, the uh, SI. Monday morning quarterback article about how the Broncos signed Russ. It was cool. If you guys haven't read that, go read it. Uh, T twice. So if we stay at 64, what right tackle do you guys like at that pick? Mm. Let me check something real quick here. Uh, what's that kid's name? And by Penning wouldn't be there at 64. Penning's probably not going to be there but he's still pretty rough around the edges like there's a chance he could be depends on how much quarterbacks get drafted in the first round dude like if there's a run on um quarterbacks that's going to push everything closer to the broncos i'm looking here standby in the second round yeah, I mean, PFF, for example, Zach, has Trevor Penning ranked on the big board 23, so probably not going to last as we would hope until 64. Um, you've got Darian Kennard from Kentucky. you got Jamari Salyer from Georgia. That's right about in the pocket is Kennard and Salyer as far as the number 64. Once you get past really the top five guys, I'm not as versed on it, to be frank with you. There's a good shout here by Holden who says uh, Abraham Lucas. So I think that's a good name to keep in mind. Lucas ranked 50 overall by PFF from Washington State. So, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, look at these highlights here from the Senior Bowl. We are watching uh, – ooh. <laughs> whistle, whistle. Love that, dude. I just don't know that I would – I don't know, tap this guy to protect Russell Wilson. You know, like they have to do something to really upgrade that spot. I hope they can pull it off. Yes, <laughs> Collins. It'll be nice. But, guys, we got to dip on out of here unless there's anything we might have missed, Scott. Um, okay, we're good to go. Guys, love you. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So, oh. Okay, how are we? 
Appreciate you. That was the Huddle Up Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. We're back on tomorrow night, same time, same place. Until then, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account for all your Broncos news, analysis, rumors, and more at Mile I Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you want a dad hat, if you want a hat like Chad's wearing, a beanie, and more, lots of stuff, lots of goodies at HuddleUpPod.com. That's our merch store. Check that out if you so choose, and facebook.com slash Pod, like that page, follow that page. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win. Could be a hat, could be anything. It's a mystery each and every month. But if you can't do those things, please do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. Helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. By the way, guys, on Facebook, we are 52% to the goal of 250,000 stars, so we're right on pace. Appreciate these great supporters. Travis Tarbox finishing on top tonight. Appreciate that. Followed by Phil McLaughlin, Howie Frickin' Day, Andrew Baker, uh, Lena Carter, GLP, Roy Osborne, George Fox, DeAngelis Jones, shout out, uh, Claude Riley, Chad Beach, Eric Weber, Clayton Bumgardner, and Miguel Santistevan, and then our great Super Chat superstars, Throwing down tonight, um, Diamond Rattler, Sam Bam, Josh the Oi Boy, uh, The Brainstorm, Casey Nickel, Ed Keating, Jess, Wayne, Mark from Georgia, Tyler Randall back in the house, Naj, Renardo, uh, did I say Nathan? No, Nathan, uh, Alex, the Duchess, Braxton, uh, Corey H2 in Detroit. So much love and respect, guys. We'll see you tomorrow to close out the Huddle Up Pods uh, week of podcasting. It's going to be a gas. We'll see if the Broncos make any more moves. Still some holes to be filled. A few guys that they could bring back that would solve some of these issues. We'll see what happens. Take care, and as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. I'm Sulin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Honey, Jane just told me how much she paid for Bob's funeral. I was shocked. I hope we'll have enough to pay for our final expenses so we don't burden the kids. Don't worry, Susan. We have protection through Gerber Life. Last year, I signed up for their guaranteed life insurance. It's a whole life insurance policy that helps with final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debts. When did you do that? I don't remember taking a medical exam or answering any health questions. That's because we didn't. 
With Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Insurance, coverage is guaranteed regardless of health. And best of all, our premiums won't increase over time. I have to tell Carol about this. Just tell her to text INSURE to 30555 and answer four easy questions to get a free personalized quote instantly. Remember, tell her to text INSURE to 30555.